Jeffrey. Hi, Jeffrey. How are you? Good. How you doing? I'm fine. Let's start that over. I'm going to ask you again, okay? Yeah. Hi, hi Jeffrey. How are you? I'm excellent. There you go. Great. <laughs> there you go. That's the that's the Te- energy. And, that's the energy we, we want to see. The Bill and you. Ted's Big Adventure energy. That's right. <laughs> it's a total put on. But okay. Yeah, man. That's all right. Put on. You even said it sort of like like who? Who did you say that like? It's a total put on. It's oh, a total put on. Sounded like Marky uh, like Smith. Smith <laughs> yeah, you definitely. You got that vibe going on. Wow. The the. Uh, a dark vibe for yeah. dark days. What's the matter, Jeffrey? You sound like like the world's coming to an end or something. <laughs> I mean, why? Yeah, why? Why, why? why would anyone sound like that? <laughs> I was thinking it, uh, today it would be so nice if um, you go in and vote, and then here's a business. There's somebody there who induces a coma. Yeah, January. Put, what's the date? Yeah. <laughs> Puts you out, puts you down for like a month. Yeah, right. Uh, all right, but then what do you? Then you wake up from your coma and and you find out Trump won. So big deal. How yeah, does that help? Yeah, well. <laughs> then, rather, then I think I'd rather just learn it like that than have the anguish you of think? dreading it for a month. Or you could put a a codicil in there that if he does win, then just not to don't wake, wake you up. Don't wake me up. Or right. just wake me up. Give me right. an extra, the extra injection, the uh, final, the uh, Logan's Run injection. That's right. right. So let's. Uh, or what was it? Soylent Green, where they send the, the old man goes into that room. They show you all the dream, like all the yeah, beautiful it's, scenes. It's people, Soylent Green. <laughs> yeah. And what do you do again, Jeffrey? What do you do when you're uh, when when you're not doing podcasts? Uh, I, I have podcasts? A, I have a, a bunch of tools, I guess. I'm, I'm a writer and an editor and a designer. Uh, so you're a security um, guard. Is that what you're trying to tell us? <laughs> yeah, I'm, yeah, mall cop. Personal security. <laughs> <laughs> All right, welcome everyone to another episode of That Record Got Me. Hi, that is Barry Stock. That is Rob Elba. And we are so happy to be with you guys again. You know, Barry, what I was thinking? That we need more patrons. Well, all right, that's good. Let's say that. <laughs> Yeah, I was thinking we have yeah, we we, we like really like our patrons we and do. we have one on as a guest tonight. We sure do. But wait, Barry, how how do people become a patron? You go to patreon.com forward slash trgmh, and for as little as a dollar a month, you can be a patron of our show and help us uh, um, accumulate massive wealth. There you go. All right, so that's good. But that wasn't. He what, says but, sitting at a table he bought from IKEA back when in you know the two thousands sometimes so. <laughs> um, all right, that wasn't what I was going to say. Though. I know. What I was thinking was that what other music podcast is as eclectic as ours? It's not because we did we we've done a, a and recently we did a, a Taylor Swift record. We did. We just did a Van Halen episode. We did. And tonight we're doing one on the Fall. That's right. And you would take a fan of each of those. You right. couldn't picture nah. them being, but that's but that's us. We're like so. Think I of mean, the weirdos we let come on the show too. That's right. right. Speaking of that, yes, we have. Speaking oh of, well. And speaking I mean, of seriously, not, not necessarily, but yes. Uh, well, let's welcome, now that you mention it. Let's welcome to the show our good friend and a patron of the show. I yes. would want to say, and returning guest, Mr. Jeffrey Weaver. Welcome to the show, Jeffrey. Hey guys, thank you. It's so Thanks. great to have you. You're calling Our in pleasure. from Western Massachusetts, Hatfield. Yes, that's right. And he swears Hatfield, Massachusetts. I thought he might have been medicated for the show. He swears he's not. So we're going to go with what he says. We're going to, you know, I, I'm not no judgment. So <laughs> you so, just have to take, take my, my word for it. Yeah, Jeffrey, I, I kind of gave away half of it. But what is the record that you brought to us? 
Uh, it's it's uh, another album, as you said, by The Fall, um, and it's it's called The Unutterable. And um, the last time was on, I was on, we did Dragnet, mm-hmm. um, <clears throat> which is uh, late 70s. Yeah. Right. And was Dragnet their second, second full second album? Sec- that yeah. was their second, yeah. Right. And The Unutterable it, is their 21st <laughs> album. Yeah. Yeah. Jumping yeah. way ahead. And Yes. And theoretically... By the time you get to your twenty-first record, it's you're not making good records anymore. However, yeah, and yeah, this, no, and this, they, this they, record is there's something it's it's really cool. They met. I mean, there's something about the fall, and I'm not uh, Jeffrey. I'm assuming you're obviously a big fall fan. Yeah, and and I, I consider myself a fall fan, but it's almost. I mean, you have to. You would have to dive so deep into into all because, like I said, they they have been called the most uh, a prolific band of the uh, British post punk movement. From 1979 to 2017, they released 32 studio albums, right? And then more than three times of that, uh, they have these live albums and compilations, like all sorts of shit. Yep. So you could just go, you could literally go on Spotify and listen to them for a month or two. You, you could, but not all the records are are stellar. Well, maybe not. But I I will say whenever I do say ah, I'm going to check this out, check right. this out, they're always interesting. So obviously this record, obviously you're a big Fall fan. You did their second record, but what was it like when this record came out? It came out in two thousand. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. what? It, what? Uh, uh, did you get this record like right when it came out? You said, "Oh, I'm going to get the the newest." No, uh, but I mean, they come so fast and furious. They do, I right? I don't right. know exactly when I got it, and, and it, it is a, it is a deep dive. I had been listening to the Fall at that point for probably like I don't know since like the late eighties. Yeah. Okay. Um, but you know, it, it's true. Every one of them is a little bit of a left turn. Yeah. And um, the 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 records bumpering uh, this one, they're sort of they're a little bit comparable stylistically. But this mm. one, I just think, really coheres. It's kind of poli- a little bit polished compared to some of the others from this from these few years. Mm-hmm. Especially, yeah, especially the, the first half, the first size, which it, it does, this record does what a, what a lot of fall records do is they they may, they may start out pretty strong and they have some strong texts, but they usually end up getting weird. <laughs> yeah. They get really weird and this record is no different. Yeah. It does get yeah, weird. Yeah. This one, this one especially is, is a casualty of the compact disc era because yes. it's just too it's just too long we got two and, yeah, and we have really, to fill it up we you've got to put we got to put yeah we have all be, that space right <laughs> why not use it why not use it yeah but it is but what, but what i think of is you know like the, the side a basically or the way i've programmed it is it's one of my favorite album sides it's just, it does start really it it's really good it really is good, it's really yeah. strong and uh, uh yeah so the one that uh, in 1999 they did the Marshall Suite, which is also really good, right? And, and with this, the same band, right? This is the band, and and it's got. That's another thing about the fall, like the the famous Marky Smith things. He says, if it's Marky Smith and your granny on bongos, it's the fall. No, my granny on bongos. <laughs> if it's Marky Smith and, and my, my granny, granny on bongos. No, no, he says your granny on bongos. Oh, I thought it was, granny. Granny. Thought it was his granny. Fall. Anyone's granny. It doesn't matter. You know, it's you the know, fall. The thing, the, the, the thing about that, it, it's true. I mean, there's there's actually a wonderful book called The Fallen where this this guy goes in and tracks down all the X-Men. Oh, no. Each one oh, gets man. a chapter. It's, it's and phenomenal. They, and they meet in a but, football field. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, you know, the, the thing is about the whole idea that there's just all these people passing through I I think I think most people kind of miss the fact that for the first 
almost 20 years, basically. It's sort of the same band. Okay. It right. has it has the same it has the same bassist um, Steve Hanley, who is sort of like the anchor and centerpiece. Ba- yeah, of the bass band. player Steve Hanley was with them almost uh, twenty like t- twenty years, pretty much. Right, and you know they had a couple guitarists, but Glenn Scanlon, the guitarist, was there for a very long time. Right, and then they had uh, a Tommy you know, Crooks. a handful of. He was there very briefly. Oh, okay, okay. But then they had drummers. But then they, you know, really, they just used. Mainly two or three drummers. Sometimes they'd have a two-drummer lineup. Yeah. And that was kind of steady. You know, I mean, people came in and out, and he had Brick Smith in the band for a while. Yes, we, we discussed what, that in our, in our um, Game Theory episode yes, about uh, right, girlfriend, right, about right. marrying your uh, partner right. well, and putting also her on about, the record. Hopefully, hopefully Scott Miller was nicer to, <laughs> nicer to her than Marky Smith was to Bricks. To poor Bricks. Mm, mm, probably. Yeah, well, I don't think it's probably, you know, probably not probably not difficult. <laughs> well, right, he doesn't discriminate. I think he's he was it, all purpose. He was yeah. awful, yeah. awful to all his bandmates equally. Correct. Yes, <laughs> but but what what happened with that band or what was left of it? You know, sort of that original shape of that band with Steve Hanley and Carl Burns, the drummer, and that other guitarist, right? Um, Tommy Crooks in the late ninety, I think nineteen ninety eight. Oh yeah, that, that, that they had like this horrible gig where he just like turned on the whole band, right? Ooh. Yeah, they got in a huge, or they kind of finally turned on him because I think he turned on the band just about every night, and they finally said that's enough. Right, right, and, right. And you can you can see that awfulness unfold on YouTube. That gig at Brownies in New York City. Oh, nice. Where they get in a big fight. That's and that was the end of it. And you know, he lost his. Um, his rhythm section, yeah. his guitarist, and his thing, as always, is, well, let's just keep going. Right. And so he had uh, Julia Nagel, who played the keyboards and sometimes the guitar. Right. And she and, and, and she got the, uh, the uh, you know, she got the worst of it that night, too. I think he got, he was arrested and did. charged with yeah, assaulting she, her, but, she's, yeah. but she stuck it out. Right. <laughs> she stuck it out, and... and you know, I don't. I mean, who knows about any of this stuff? She yeah, said that right. it was inadvertent, and she was just pissed off at him, and that's why she right, 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 right sent him in. But, but in any case, that was kind of the end of that kind of false sound, and and then the two of them, he and Julian Nagel, ended up picking up um, a few other musicians just for the next, really, the next couple of years, and then it was a new thing altogether. Right after this, yeah. Right, but that's yeah. Like, like that's one of the things I always appreciated was that he always he he always just kept wanting to move forward, and he you could count yeah, on him to sure. put out a new record. And he and to me, they're rarely a disappointment because, like I said, they're always lyrically interesting. Yes, and style while stylistically he would change over time, and this one is definitely a different stylistically a lot different than that first uh, one we did with you. Um, oh my god! Oh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But it's still, it's still at the end of the day, it's it's Mark, it's the mind of Marky Smith and his delivery. And I, oh, I don't know what it is about him, but I could listen to him a, yeah, yeah, yeah. a lot. Yeah, and it's yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, right. And it's like, and it's uh, for people you know who don't know. Well, you will know because you're going to listen to this, even if you're not familiar with the. It's a very. It's been described as a 
Amphetamine spike rant and alcohol addled yarn. That's one. Yeah, <laughs> sure. That sounds right. Yeah, yeah. But it's that very right. compelling. It, it reminds me in a way of just like I love uh, Chuck D from uh, A Public Enemy. Like I always know yeah. when he's uh, rapping and, and you always tell Chuck D and it's just his delivery and his conviction and the same with Marky Smith. It's well, like, I guess they, 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 share, they share a kind of um, authoritative... Yes, I guess both of them like to like they're just declaiming things. Yes, yeah, right, right, right. There's no reason to not believe any of it. (laughs) (laughs) Right. Although a lot of it and a lot of his stuff is very, it goes deep and it's hard to decipher. There's a lot of cryptic. Now, are you messages on this? Are you active at all on the site? There's the. Annotated fall, which I, I've used, I used on the last episode, okay. and I checked it out here. Are you ever? Are you active on that at all? You, you must be. Uh, you mean do I post on it? Yeah. No. Oh, no. Okay. No. <laughs> those are the real freaks, right? Yeah. No, I mean, I, I mean, I admire, I admire those people. I think that's great. Um, yeah, it's a cool, it's a cool site. Yeah, they it's, dig those it's people. A trove of resources. They go deep though, and sometimes yeah. they they are spec. You know, sometimes they come up with. Um, you know, oh, well, th- this reference is for this and this is for this, but then sometimes it's very uh, speculative and you yeah. wonder, maybe yeah. they're right, but maybe not, you know? Yeah, I mean, the other thing to consider is really, like you were just saying, the main thing going on, I mean, I do think there's a lot of intent in these lyrics. There's a lot of, there's themes persist, but yes. I always feel when it comes down to choosing this word versus that word, he's invariably going to, Pick the one that phrases the best and just sounds the best coming out of his mouth. Yes. Yeah. So yes. to go in after that and like, you know, you can go down, obviously, go down a rabbit hole chasing after something which he might have just oh, thrown just off thrown in, thrown in yeah. at the last yeah. minute, yeah. you know. Because it sounded cool. Or, right. or, yeah. or he accidentally said the wrong thing, but oh, let's keep that in. Well, you know? That's it though, right? But, <laughs> but, that's, but that should be that should be that should be the main thing though, right? It should. It no, you're cool. right. I agree. It's a record, you know. So yeah. no, I agree. Um, and I feel that way. I think maybe we talked about this last when we did um, Dragnet. I feel like there's a there's a lot of overlap with Dylan there too. Yeah, um, rewriting well, no looking back on the fly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. right, exactly. Yeah, I mean just lyrically, like opting for opting for you know the sound the word. The, yeah, you know. whatever word sounds best, as opposed to yeah. meaning can take a backseat to. Um, uh, uh, the aesthetic yes. of the, the and, sound, and we should also mention uh, uh, Marky Smith. The only reason there's no more new new fall records right. is because yeah. he died yeah. in 2018 at the age of 60. So uh, rest in peace, Marky Smith. Um, yeah. But we got this. Uh, we got tons of cool records to go through, including this one. So let's uh, let's get into it. So we should also say that we are doing a we are editing this record. Uh, for for uh, broadcast, somewhat There's, we're doing your what we're doing your this is your pick, uh, um, and yes, uh, Jeffrey's playlist, Jeffrey. So yeah, this is Jeffrey's uh, playlist of the unutterable. And, yeah, that's uh, probably that'll probably be deeply offensive to other fans. Well, of hopefully show. that's all right. <laughs> we could we could send take your it. We emails it. to send your hate mail to uh, hey assholes at that record got me high dot com, and then we'll forward it. Anything particularly mean to Jeffrey, we'll forward it directly. That's to him. right. Um, that's okay. That's all right. Thanks. All right. So <laughs> the first song starts out, which by the way, I'm sure I, we all noticed that it's it's basically uh, a ballroom a, blitz. ballroom blitz by Sweet. It's the same drum. Right. He's got to be. Yeah, it, he's, it, it doesn't sample. But he must have said, "Play that, play, play, play like this." Beat. Yeah, I think so. Uh, 
Uh, let's listen to the first track, Cyber Insect. <laughs> It's so awesome. It is very, and it's very odd. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> it's yeah. very, it's a little disturbing sounding for whatever oh, yeah. reason. Yeah. Well, oh, so, yeah. All right. So who is that singing with him? He's got, um, can you pronounce that's, her name? That's, that's, well, the sing the backup vocals is a singer from a Japanese um, band who, I don't, I don't even think she was there for the recording. I think I read that she didn't, she didn't meet the band. She, re, she recorded it. Um, oh, okay, cool. Elsewhere, yeah, Remo- she- remotely. But I think Julia Nagel. I think her vocals are on this as well. I think they're both, they're both singing on this. Right. Yeah. So her name is uh, Kazuko Hoki, Hoki. and yeah. uh, she was from the uh, Japanese band Frank Chickens. <laughs> <laughs> that was the right. name of the band, Frank right. Chicken. You know, the one thing that's, that's, I mean, there's so much programming and stuff on this record, too. I mean, we, sh- we should say that, like, in the, the fall took sort of a, a swing away from kind of, you know, standard setup rock and roll stuff in the 90s. And they made a bunch of really more dance, right. baggy, dance-oriented, right. sort yeah. of like. right. You know, they're from Manchester, and that whole thing was going on in Manchester with all those bands. And um, so, it's not. This isn't new that they're introducing some of these um, kind of dancey program sounds. But it's just strange to me that that um, the playing is so good for a band. Like it doesn't sound amateurish at all. The, no, it sounds like it, it just surprises me how much it coheres, considering this guy was just sort of. Stuck with his thumb up his ass a couple years earlier, right? And he's got all right. He's got all these new people, but they're all killing it on this record. Yeah, Yeah. well, it's because it's because people people vibe on what he's after, and he won't let them play anything. Um, You know, he's trying to force them into a corner where they're doing something different all the time. I think is what happens. Yeah, that's a Brian Eno trick. You know, you make somebody play an instrument that's got the guitar with the strings too high, or they can't hear themselves, or something. But I I find the lyrics on this one interesting because I sort of sat and tried to dissect it right off the bat, which is probably a bad idea. But (laughs) good luck. Good luck. (laughs) But it's it's very. 
it's very it's, it's like uh what do they call the the egg the russian the oh the uh, nested, uh, nesting dolls yeah. nesting Matryush- dolls matrushka yeah film film of film on mm-hmm. book rack book of film book on station track cyber <laughs> insect so film of book film book rack book of film it's a book of about film that's being filmed and it's in a railway station that's right, my right, guess right. yeah yeah <laughs> and so oh, yeah. Sure. that's and it just sort of makes a circle and cyber insect i don't know yellow moth fly um was cyber security or something uh, that's the weird thing is is he using cyber in the way that we think of cyber now 20 years it ago was 2000 I, so. think pro- I think probably because yeah. you know he was he was he was into you know some of those sci-fi writers from the you know William 70s Gibson, and 80s and William Gibson, William Gibson stuff and like- Philip, Philip K. Dick and right stuff like that so that, okay. that kind of creeps up in here uh, have you ever yeah. seen the uh, the fall live I have. I, I saw them only once. I saw them in in London in maybe two thousand. Oh, nice. Four or something like this. Oh. And I remember waiting a very very long time for them to come on, and then they started playing, and then waiting a very very long time for him to join them. Oh, oh really? Maybe like a, a half hour. Oh, <laughs> wow. Yeah, okay. And then he came on, and you know, especially he got a little bit more. You know, in the last in the last twenty years, yeah, you know, last, right, right. The last the sixteen last years before he passed, he, got yeah. a, he, got, he did get a little bit more the vocals, and I, I think they have a, they still have a great appeal. But he got a little bit more sort of ranty, and he would yes. start, you know, and growly. He growled. Yeah, especially. there's a little bit of that is beginning on this. On yeah, this record. Uh, you can see this. But, uh, well, you can. There's a couple of. There's live some. On YouTube, I found a live version of Cyber Insect and Two Librans, which is the track we're about to play. Um, and the band is is really good. It's young. It's young musicians, and like you say, they're on point. There's a, um, uh, but you know, these are he. It, it isn't his appearance is odd. <laughs> and, Was he in a wheelchair? There's something nah. where he's actually in the wheelchair and that's the really disturbing. He bangs the mic on the ground and then he comes out and he, he starts singing better than I, I checked and he's not singing the lyrics. He's singing sort of the lyrics to right. this song. Whatever he could remember. All right. right. And then famously, you know, he, he of course goes around, you know, he turns down amps and oh, he'll take right. the drums yes, that's away. Right. He does. Yeah. On, on, wow. that, on that gig that you, we were talking about the night when when the whole band left, he was unplugging, actually unplugging amps and things while Ooh, they were playing. That doesn't yeah. go. But well. I think that, I think he did. I think he did that really every show. I mean, I think in that regard. <laughs> oh God! I think in that regard, he almost. You know, I think we talked about this a little bit when we were talking about Dragnet, but he wanted a distance from the musicians. He said, "I don't like musicians. <laughs> I don't really, I don't really relate to them." Perfect. Know? That's right. And I yeah. think he thought of them as sort of as one unit, maybe a little bit like Beefheart. Yeah. Where yeah. he was sort of playing them as a unit. Yes. Yeah. And that there's an element of sort of, I mean, I don't, you know. I, yeah, I think, I think, yeah, I think no, I think it, that sounds right. Yeah, yeah. An yeah, element yeah, of yeah. sort of like 
you know, live remixing or tweaking them yeah. while they're playing right. by going and right. shutting somebody up. But man, God bless him. 40 years, he yeah. still managed to get people to play with him and put out all these records. Yeah. So he did it. He obviously had something going on. And let's listen to uh, Barry mention it. The next track, let's listen to a little bit of Two Liburns. There was two Librans sat on a hill and a wall, always exited to the easy gates, exit to two years to be perfect. It's a great song. So good. So good. It is. And the um, it starts off with an absurd verse, and then he gets sort of way more serious all of a sudden. So, um, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Is the absurd well, part where you mentioned o- Oprah, Oprah Winfrey, Winfrey? Which, by the way, Oprah is not, not a Libra. She's an Aquarius. And Marky Smith is a Pisces. So who the fuck is he talking about here? <laughs> I could have figured he was a Pisces. I'm married, I'm married to a Pisces, so uh-huh. I could get sense that. Um but yeah, uh, there were two Librans sat on a hill and one always exiting to the easy gate. Who knows? I mean, absolutely. Who knows? Who is he talking about literary figures? Maybe? Is there almost, some? almost always. Yeah. Is there that's two? Like a, is there? Yes. Know. Right. That's, that's a big, like a love. That's a Lovecraft thing. Easy gate. And this all, you know, what's, what's all over this record is William Blake. I thought it's about Blake. Main yes. preoccupation. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. Right. There's definitely some where you go, okay, that he's talking about Blake for sure. Um, but then, yeah, two Librans reflect, two Librans high and low in mind. To Oprah Winfrey, she studied bees. Studied bees, two <laughs> Librans. And you go, all right. Oprah did not study bees, by the way. No. I, I checked that out just to see, you know, <laughs> did she? <laughs> but then, he, but yeah, then he, in the so next verse, he goes on to talk about Timor, East Timor, uh, uh, you know, politically uh, um, active areas. Tolstoy in Chech, 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 however he says Chechnya. Yeah, he mispronouncing yeah. Chechnya. Yeah, yeah. On purpose, yeah. of course. I guess, or I don't know, Jeffrey, I was going to ask you, do you think he was ever sober when he was recording vocals? Oh, yeah, for sure. You think? <laughs> yeah, yeah, I do. Okay. I think, um, you know, I think he took his work really seriously. Yeah, no, I, I think um, so, I but think I also think, it, he, I think he took, uh, his, took his drinking seriously, did, too. Yeah, right. yeah he, he did, but I have the sense that that a lot of what looks to be kind of... Um, Dissolute. Sloppy is, is not really. Okay. Like, that might just be a way of 
of getting that getting that phrase the way he wanted to in yeah. that line to fit that there. Yeah, okay. But who knows? Then on the next... <laughs> there's also this wonderful trait, which is just leaving your m- mistakes in. Yes. You know, the record after this, he misspelled the word hour. It's the title of the record. The next one is called... R U R A R E, missing winner. R U R missing winner, and they just left it. Um, all right. So speaking of but William, you, you mentioned William Blake, and uh, yeah. well, and he, yeah, here he is. This right, next song, w, right? Yeah. Uh, let's listen to a little bit of WB. Musically, this is one of the favorite, my favorite fall records that I've ever yeah. heard. It's it's real. Re- yeah, it's got some really good and some really um, sort of oddly. There's a sinister overlay to this record that is um, is um, kind of ex- not exactly easy to quantify, like why exactly. But there's an, an unease here. And uh, yeah. some of the lyrics are, are fantastic. Well, I think I think the one thing, part of that sinister vibe throughout the whole thing is in all fall music, really, there's like a there's a shadow of something supernatural. Right. We did, we talked about yes. that on yes. um, yeah yeah the, uh, with um, Dragnet with Dragnet. I mean, it's weird because you'd think. You know, he seems like he'd be an atheist. He'd be an atheist and a yeah, total nihilist. And but he's right. not. And his his drug, you know, he's on alcohol and speed. It's not like he's right. You doing, know, he's not a some kind of hippie or, or, or doing. <laughs> he's not taking. <laughs> right. He's not doing the mystical substances routine. You know, right, right. But there's something he does have a. Um, he's interested in the divine. Which is so strange. Well, the unutterable. You know? I mean, that's what this that's what this record is called. Is the right, unutterable is right. exactly that. What you yeah. can't you is 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 not, not it can't be spoken or thought about or conceived yeah. in any way. That's you're right. just you're and always talking around it. That's right. And that's and that was I think one of the things that he most 
must have most appealed to him about H.P. Lovecraft. Lovecraft would use all these words to account for things that were indescribable. Right. So indescribable, ineffable, unutterable. Unutterable. Right. And, yeah. Sure. You know, there's just this. There's just this. There's something haunting all of these songs, and yeah. it's hard to get your head around. So what do you do except throw a bunch of words? Out, like just, well, that's what. Yeah, sure. Throw the words at it. Well, but the music. But but like Barry said, it's so right because the music does it too, and it's like you. Yeah. Almost, you can't yeah. put your yeah. finger on it no. because it's all right. He's playing. It. Maybe it's a little different pattern and stuff, but there's just something there that little uh, special it, sauce that yeah. makes it. Yeah, gives it that little thing. Yeah. And uh, this next next one, the same. Well, thing. I wanna, there's one verse I wanted to read out of this song because it's it is. Um, Flaming hair shot through the shot through the streaking sun over him. O oh, merchant, leave thy oil and Nebuchadnezzar. Never knew there'd be times like this. Just you know, he he, he p- paints this little this little quick picture, and it's just it, it's great. It's it's so suggestive of something that you got you. That's just you know this sensation of uh, of. Uh, Unease, but not not a fearful unease, just a, an alienness. Right, right, and and and, and uh, for Blake also, and we don't get into this stuff. For Blake also, uh, Nebuchadnezzar was an avatar of uh, the animal type thing. So he's he's all over he's all over this stuff, and um, right. Good on him for not really. It doesn't really matter. <laughs> I mean, it sounds so good, but it's nice that it's in there. Yeah. yeah. All right. So this next one, another super interesting musically. Uh, just it's and just the word awesome. temperance because there's an earlier fall song uh, J- about Jay Temperance, right? Mm. Oh, yeah. okay. Yeah. But this is called the Sons of Temperance, and the Sons of Temperance were actually a fraternal organization formed to further alcohol temperance that was founded in the U.S. in 1842. And imported to Britain in 1849. So that's something he would And of which he was not a member. He would not have joined that club. So let's listen to a little bit of the Sons of Temperance. Sure. Division. 
shit. Yeah. It's great. It's so Second great. Part yeah. It's so great. But it's also got that uh, great chorus. Roll up, sons of temperance. Voila, Voila. sons of <laughs> yeah. temperance. Um, yeah. Present crypto moralist nation. Uh, you know, he starts somewhere and then he's just exploring the contents of his mind fairly um, in a fairly uh, footloose and fancy free manner. <laughs> yeah, but that's what <laughs> yeah. I, love, I love about him. Wherever his mind wants to take him, whatever he's interested in at the moment, when he's doing a record, whatever catches his fancy and he's interested yeah. in. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. what he's going to do. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Sure. yeah. totally, totally. Uh, you know, one of the things that, one of the things that kind of makes me more bummed out about the parts of the back end of this record is it's so the front half of it is so perfectly sequenced like the way this it is this yeah jumpy it is. number it's really kind of like really the only i mean i guess it's kind of a syrupy druggy slow groovy record and that track right there which is you know it's a good song but it's just so perfectly placed like yeah it jumps up for a little bit yeah, yeah. Sets up next. Yeah. No, you're right though. I had never heard this record before, and I'm gonna be honest with you. When I was going through it at first, first six songs, I'm going, "Oh my god, this is a fucking great record!" Yeah. And it is a great record. Uh, but you're right. I like it does. It. it does. I like get, it, Rob. Yeah. Yeah. No, I really yeah. was. I was just like, and I'm sure Barry the same thing because it's just. Great. It was like, wow, this is yeah. This <laughs> yeah. is um. Not, well, not that we think you would bring us a garbage. No, 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 no. You but know, obviously, there was one oh, yeah. re- one reviewer, a prominent review, said, you know, this is like a career high point. This was a uh, like this this record. You know, I think you chose well um, as I far as picking was, up. But this this was also their lowest selling record at this point. Of course. But I mean, it was 2000. Think about what was well, going on. Well, he had a good... Yeah, well, that's had, true. That's true. When when Bricks was in the band in the 90s, they actually had some almost hits. And they, right, well, sure. They, in, sure. In, in Britain, they did. They did. And, they, and also what was unusual for them, this is the one record... Uh, because eventually all the records uh, would have a cover on it, and they didn't. There's no, no cover, cover on, on this, this one, and yeah. it was never issued until 2014 on vinyl. Oh, really? So, yeah, yeah okay. no. So it yeah. was just a CD only, yeah. and you know, it was just right. He's the post bricks period. It's 2000. What the fuck was going on in 2000? We were everything. You know, everything falls falls apart in 2001. Obviously, everything right. changes. But um, I'm trying to think like musically. Like what was the what was going on in Radiohead? Yeah, I don't know. Well, Radiohead yeah, was sort compa- of yeah, right, okay exactly. Yeah, out? exactly. I, I feel a little bit like, in a weird way, his record started getting better again when he had sort of aged out of that vulnerability to influence. You know what I mean? Like, right. yeah, yeah. There's a point at which you start getting pushed around by what you're hearing on the radio and stuff. And I think he listened to a lot of music, but I think. He's getting into a place now, oddly, you know, at the end of the 90s, beginning of the of the 2000s, where he's really just kind of, I'm not saying he did, I mean, of course, every, you know, he has influences, but it just seems more uniquely his thing and like a, an actual sort of genuine yeah. hybrid. Like it doesn't seem yeah. like he's reaching for different ideas. Right, 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 hearing, right. You know? Yeah, I agree. I agree. Um, I'm, I'm not all that well connected with those 90s records. Um, I'll, you know, with the dance or the more dance, danceable sort of stuff. I, I, I yeah. listen to it a little bit and then I'm like, oh, okay. Um, right. This is way more what I expect or what an, you know, a, a Marky Smith fall experience. 
um, yeah. much yeah. more. I think you're right. Yeah, because totally. I think he was just, uh, this is him. This is Marky Smith being him. And it's creepy. Um, it's dark. It's it weird. Is, of it's Because he's a creepy, dark person. Yeah. All right, so let's uh, <laughs> let's take a little break now. Uh, take a little break. We'll let uh, we'll refill our cocktails. and uh, Jeffrey can, can go uh, do his breathing whatever treatment. Whatever you're doing, Jeffrey. Go, go to my heavy breathing in a corner. We'll be back in a minute with more of our uh, special guest, Je- Jeffrey Weaver, talking about the unutterable by the fall. We'll be back in a minute. He has a deadline and he filed for a tax thing and he thought it was Friday, but it's actually tomorrow. Tomorrow, no. I saw somebody saying, all you people who did that six-month tax uh, deadline, it's tomorrow. Right. It's tomorrow. Well, right. Jeffrey, maybe we'll send you a, uh, a calendar for Christmas. <laughs> I'd appreciate that. Thank oh, you. Wouldn't that be brutal? You guys should make a calendar. We should. should. Make, the most useless, three, you, a printed <laughs> calendar, the most useless thing. <laughs> right. Nobody. You get, you get, when you get 365 episodes, you should have... Every month has just like a different picture of me and Rob sitting at a table, just like looking. No, <laughs> oh, no, 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 no. The same picture. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. All right. Well, we're, All right, this is that record got me high. We're back with uh, Jeffrey Breather. I mean, Jeffrey Weaver. Oh, oh Jesus. All right. We are back. This is that record got me high. That is Barry Stock. That's Rob Elba. And we're talking to Jeffrey Weaver. We're talking some fall. And now we got a weird. This is. I, <laughs> what is that? What? I can hear it. Is that you? Why are it's you calling me? I, I thought we swear said that's it. not me. I'm just sitting idly by here. <laughs> <laughs> Do you have any animals there, Jeffrey? Do you have a uh, a dog, a, uh, a bulldog, hold, hold perhaps? On. <laughs> hold on a second. Do you have like a sure. deer, like wearing a headset? <laughs> 
<laughs> all the animals are, are gone right now. Oh, okay. That's uh, that sounds ominous. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what did you nah. did he banish yeah. the animals? Yeah. Just a little ether Just, on a panky. All right. So we I got. Speaking of. Uh, <laughs> All right, this this next one, uh, this next one, I, I is this no, this isn't where it starts. Well, I mean, the whole thing can be uh, classified as weird in a way. This is, but this, this is for me. This is the centerpiece. This is the centerpiece of the album. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Really this like is an odd. It's an odd one. Yeah, it is. It is. But yeah. Let's just listen to it first. Then also, we will dis- yeah, bizarre because he, it's very personally confessional for a Marky Smith piece of of well of, is of it though or is he talking about someone else though that's the thing i think he's talking about someone else but Who? let's oh, let's okay. get yeah let's get a into little it both. A little uh, okay. Bo- okay let's just do a little bit of dr buck's letter Disciple lyrics. One thing I, I uh, that I thought of that I thought of before, uh, and uh, uh, another band that I find a kinship with, an American band, and not necessarily that they influence them or influence them, but I hear '80s, '90s era Per Ubu in some of this stuff. Oh yeah, yeah, with the noise and the, the sure. extra synth noise yeah. that's coming, and some yeah. of these I could imagine uh, David Thomas singing as well. And sure. Obviously, it would be a different sound, yeah. but yeah, definitely, I, I feel. Well, like and I sure. also thought, you know, when you someone you or Jeffrey said in 2000 about Radiohead, and they had put out, you know, Kid A, and uh, well, OK Computer came out, and then Kid A, and Amnesiac, I guess, was a little bit late. You know, it was in 2001, but those records have had some the odd noises and the sort of hard to quantify. Who was playing what and what's going on? Right, yeah, yeah, is in there, and so maybe he's heard that as well. But yeah, the Perubu thing, definitely Perubu for sure. Yeah. yeah. All right. So what is he going on? What's going on here in this uh, Doctor Buck's letter? What is he talking about? Well, so 
My understanding is that actually the first part of the song is personal. That he was reading uh, a letter, a personal letter to him, when he's talking about I was angry, you know. Right. I was angry with a friend. Right. Right. Um, which is another William Blake, another William Blake thing. I told my wrath, my wrath didn't. Uh. But the, but the, well, two funny things here. I mean, this is beautifully high low, right? Because the. I have a book of fall lyrics, and inside there is an image of a letter, a junk mail, basically, uh, that was his uh, regarding prostate issues from <laughs> from a Dr. Buck. Oh. Wow. So, that shoots my theory know. to shit. And, and, all right, but then, but it doesn't even. Know, but the thing is, it doesn't even know Barry because it's it's often a couple of things going on. It. Yeah, well, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah I then know. when he's talking about, I was in the realm of the essence of tongue. He's referencing a BBC this BBC DJ named Pete mm-hmm. Tongue. Right. And mm-hmm. that that so it's kind of like a dig on materialism because he lists he lists like the five things he can't uh, leave home without. But this is this guy Pete Tongue. This is was him saying that he, he obviously yeah. he heard him doing a broadcast saying the five things that I, I can't, can't live without. Yeah. You know yeah. you, you you know what it was it was a I mean Pete Tongue was a huge celebrity DJ. He was like a you know at like the time sort Howard of like Sele- an ambassador like a Howard Stern like a British Howard Stern or no, something. No 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 like a music music DJ. Oh, music yeah. DJ. It was like, like a, um, John P. You know, proselytizing right. electronic music of okay. the time. Right. And he also had a radio he also had a radio you know he did these radio shows like the essential whatever. You know okay. he was a he was a popular guy, the typical kind of um talking head that Marky e. Smith would have uttered Disdain, disdain yeah. of course, of course. Um, and this this list is taken from. You imagine like a sidebar type thing in a free ma- on a yeah. train on Virgin yeah. Trains. Yes, you know the free yes. magazines, like you get airline magazine yes. or train magazine. Right. This is a list of things that I have to have with me. Yeah, <laughs> sunglasses. You know, so yeah, when he says yeah. Palm, Palm Pilot, Pilot. <laughs> when Marky e. Smith saying Palm Pilot. Yeah, no. Uh, mobile phone and my American Express card. card. They made such a fuss about giving it to me, but I spend more time getting it turned down. <laughs> What's beautiful about this reading is you can imagine him walking in. These guys have been, he gave them some kind of direction, maybe. Somebody came up with that. Yeah. Riff. Maybe he yeah. did, who knows. But then he wanders in, and you, you can imagine that he's, putting this down for the first time because he's laughing during that. Yes, yeah. yes. I, I love that too. I love he's cracking him, himself know. up reading it. Yes. Well, yeah. during the second verse, woke up one morning, Dr. Buck's letter of my own making. I walk a dark corridor of my heart, hoping one mm. day a door will be ajar, at least mm. so we can recompense. So m- mm. in my mind, the person he's angered at the friend he's angered has the last name Buck and might be someone we're all familiar uh, with and that this is a coded apology to one um, Mr. <laughs> Peter Buck from R.E.M. Very good. Because you can imagine also, that Marky Smith would eventually would piss anyone off or, you know, would eventually do something to piss it. Oh, I'm sure. Well, he was, as I understand, he was a um, disciplined 
letter writer. Ah, okay. okay. You know, so, I'm going to write a nasty you know, letter. <laughs> <laughs> no, but, I, uh, but I, I don't mean letters of complaint. I mean just letters to oh, right. you know, okay. old okay. friends and people. Right, yeah, yeah. And so, yeah. <laughs> All right, so, uh, so now we get, this one's, I, I love how um, uh, a lot of different musical vibes, genres going on. This one's got kind of a surfy Rocker, fifties, uh, fifties, Rock, uh, rockabilly rock type. Yeah, exactly, exactly. This is to a little bit of hot runes. <laughs> Because uh, Alan Brazil and Hatton were like sportscasters, right? So a uh, football, maybe he was listening to a, uh, them call a, a Hyper- football match. Hyper- hyperbole about the track checklist. What's the track checklist? I don't know. I always thought it was, you know, what's funny to me is I always thought it was train. Is it track checklist or train checklist? I don't know. I, I'm, I found that the, the lyrics are, <laughs> you know. What you can find. You're the right. one that's got the lyric book, so I don't know. Is it, <laughs> is it in there? I should have wielded but out not, for this he, thing. He may not even sing what's in the lyrics book, though, too. You and know? I also <laughs> did not realize he was saying June summer afternoon because I just now looked at the lyrics. I thought he was saying, because it's Marky Seth, hot gin summer afternoon. Uh, <laughs> so I didn't, I mean, I didn't know any, I've just you know, listening to this record again this week and looking it up, I didn't, I mean, I wouldn't have understood this, but I guess that those, those guys, the soccer player and the um, radio host, they, they had, uh, they had consecutive shows on Ah. and they were, I mean, who knows this, right? During the overlap overlap of their shows and and they're chatting. They were, they were, they were, you know, editorializing about soccer hooliganism, uh. <laughs> and that's where and that's where all of this stuff comes in. Right. But it's so funny. I'm just looking at it. Now. I just looked it up, and you're right. It's track checklist. It's so funny though because, well, first of all, he says hyperbole. Yes, right. I know. And I'm thinking, <laughs> but then, is that how they pronounce it in in England? No, <laughs> he's being funny. But then I realized I thought it, 
mentally I had it as train checklist because I guess because of the prior song, because he's right. reading this guy's checklist on oh, a train. Right, 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 his checklist right. of yes. things. That oh, that's so right. Who knows if there's some connection? Oh there. man. Post office workers are those who sit alone. <laughs> the promises they gave <laughs> casual used them before. Cause this is funny. Like, okay. Like what, how do post office workers treat you? You know, they, you know, they give you, Oh, it'll show up dear. You know, <laughs> They've turned all cities into animal pens. Well, that's definitely about the, like you were saying, the soccer. The soccer. Hooligan and everything. Yeah, yeah. Right. But this song is the most like an old fall song. Old, old, early. Exactly. Oh, totally. Like, totally. The guitar is cleaner. It's cleaned throwback, up. A little throwback. But it's definitely a, a throwback to, um, yeah, early 80s fall. And, and, they would, and they would continue, I mean, almost every record and often it is the cover you, you noted that there's no cover on this record but there's always on all of these records at least one kind of rockabilly yes yeah, song, yeah, yeah. which oh, for yeah. me is always a highlight of the record I mean he's <laughs> just got he's got you know it's just a good rock and roll band with all the other stuff stripped away yep yes yeah, that's true um, alright so the next one now we got a little spy fi sounding one uh, let's listen to a little bit of Way Round somewhere maybe in a dark disco, <laughs> disco or something and yeah uh, this song is disoriented it's just, it's, just a, it's just a nightmare <laughs> it is right yeah it's and it's got this the um uneasy undercurrent again of the of like wandering around he talks about the firmament in one of the song earlier right in the firmament, right. that that's that gap between you know where the nothingness, you know the emptiness, right, yeah. right, and or the yeah, um, and one of the first things in you know Genesis is God, you know the the firmament, right, is, right, um, heavens, yeah, the heavens, right, and he's, you know, he's almost talking about 
and it could be related to something I'm reading at the moment too, but it's got a, um, you know, well, he, he does seem like he's talking about something bigger than just um, stumble into glass disco sweat boxes <clears throat> and leathered to the 70s. But it's it's almost in a dreamlike or a um, someone who's having a vision right. aspect. There, and there's there's a theme, <clears throat> just just what to what you said about him being stuck between something. Throughout the whole record, there's a there's something having to do with balance of light and darkness and good and evil. In William Blake, Lebrun's, yeah, oh, with the right, scales right. Image, imagery, yeah, and all of those historical references in that you know in that earlier song with Nelson Mandela, yes, and, you know um, Timor and uh, yeah, uh, they're all he's. The, the album seems to push a lot of contradictions right up against each other and is trying to like find something in that yeah, space. Yeah, them. exactly. That's exactly, exactly right. Yeah. That's my boy. I hope, I hope Mark, I hope he's at peace. I hope he is rest. I hope he's not in some uh, in between speak wandering around lost. I really <laughs> hope he's at peace. Well, what I say to people about <laughs> like, I don't ever, I don't, whenever someone like, on Facebook or whenever someone says someone died, I try and not offer any sort of, you know, any sort of talk about what I don't know. You know what I'm saying? Like, oh, right. oh he's with, you know, there at peace. Or, <laughs> right, right. <laughs> oh, he's in, no, he's oh, just in case you're wrong. Right. Uh, right. No, because I don't know. I don't make shit. I'm not going to make shit up. Yeah, right. And, uh, exactly. Oh, they're going to cross the Rainbow Bridge. Maybe, maybe not. But the one thing that you can say to somebody that is a sort of a Buddhist thing is that, you know, suffering requires a body Mm. and the body is obviously, um, stopped. So, you know, he's probably, but Barry would say he's probably not suffering because he doesn't know for sure. Don't know if there's (laughs) even a, there may, maybe there's an ember of there or maybe there's not, but you know, he's, he's, I'm just saying, I hope he's resting. He's not, uh, he's not experiencing reality that the way we are. Um, I would imagine, I would imagine he'd just be very tired. Yeah, right? <laughs> right. Uh, and, if, and if someone's up there with him, they're getting tired of listening to him rant probably about <laughs> now, too. Um, all right, so this is the point where the record, I think, really starts to get weird. This next one, and it's kind of like two songs together. You got Octo Realm, uh, which is just really weird. But and at, at Jeffrey's Ketamine request, Sun. we are going to... Start at the Ketamine Sun Park, because that's actually the more like mu- musical part of this little uh, pistache. But let's listen to it. Yeah, let's see. Pastiche. Did I say pistachio? Pistachio is the pistachio. Is nuts. I could go for pastiche some pistachio is, ice cream. This is, this is a little bit of a musical pistachio. There you is. go. Thank you. All right, let's see if, if uh, it cooperates. Here we go. Ketamine Sun.
figure out what that was you are one that's a frank black set of chords it is and i love mm. I, I love stuff like this because you know at some point the fall were an influence on these bands and, certain bands, and then at some yeah. point he takes the influence of bands that totally and is and throws it back at them which is right. really cool which yes. is great uh, it's the rock and it's the punk rock uh, circle of life, you know, <laughs> something like that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah but I definitely. But that's that. what it is. Yeah, those yeah. chord changes. I was like, what is that chord change? Oh yeah, yeah, very. Confused. Yeah, and so what yeah, is the it is. ketamine sun? Uh, supposedly, if you go down the rabbit hole of the annotated uh, uh, fall site, um, I guess supposedly uh, uh, this uh, purportedly uh, loosely arranged around Lou Reed's uh, uh, "Kill Your Sons." And I guess right. he sort of played would kill but your it sons. Sounds nothing right. like it. Sounds yeah. nothing like it. Nothing like it. But yes. And and the beginning part of it, it's sort of like they're talking like it's like the band members are characters in this like show called the, the, the Keddingtons. Yeah, the Keddingtons. Um, and then <laughs> yeah, so it's weird. And uh, ketamine is a. It's a, a veterinarian uh, anesthetic, and I will say I'm not going to name names, but I know someone that listens to this show that I remember took <laughs> ketamine. Well, I think I think it's. Well, also I would just a, like um, to say that I know somebody who did that. Too. Oh, okay. Well, All no, right. I think it's, I um, it's the same person. They, um, <laughs> Probably it's not. A, it's a now it's being used as a very uh, effective cure for treatment resistant depression. Oh. So, like a dose of ketamine will fix you for a... Well, a, he didn't seem depressed, the guy that I remember. There's a reason it. for that. <laughs> Ketamine has, is in the same family as um, DMT. Yes. So it's a really deeply dissociative Correct. Uh, thing. Okay. You, you go completely, completely out of your body. Like, completely. It's an ego like salvia. blaster. Right. Well, yeah. And then you come back, and then you come back, um, come back down into it. Right. All right. But um, he's, it's... This one's, it's um, it's dark. It's dark. Yeah, um, super dark. Super I w- dark. I was right, but now I'm wrong. I loved you now, and now you're gone. I was a goddamn fool. You taught me that. But I look out at ketamine sun. Life is like a holy war. Destroyed my life and the ties that bind. Take it. My world's destroyed. Take it. Yeah. This is not. He's a. This is as much as. A fall record where he seems to be at a personal crossroads. Mm-hmm. He's not out there just declaiming and saying, you know, being Marky Smith, the poet and the, you know, the celebrated, you know, the hip priest. Um, it seems like he's got some real angst going. He has on. some dark shit that yeah, he's trying to get out. There, probably there's a there's a vein of sincerity through all these records, through all the songs. I mean, I, you wouldn't think so, but you know, he right, also right. recorded. You know, he did some covers which are kind of goofy, which I think people thought he was, you know, taking the just piss. kind of like, yeah, taking the piss. And I don't think he was. I think he actually I think he was. did bring some of his personal stuff and was, was earnest with a lot of it. You right, know? right. 
Well, yeah, it's hard. Sometimes it's hard to be even be well, earnest yeah, when I, you're I get, that type you of person. Being Marky Smith was not a fun proposition. Yeah, <laughs> you know, right. no. no, right, right. My wife. Sometimes my wife would say, "I'm not a fun proposition." Yeah, but, but you know, yeah, you know, but, All right. Uh, how many fall records did you put out? That's true. Speaking of <laughs> dark, all right. Now we're getting even darker and more sinister sounding uh, with this next one. I think uh, let's listen to a little bit of. Help yourself, dear brother, as long as you got zero. saying 101 the fever is rising i really have going up you need a serum because the fever is going up okay okay but i think the fever is sexual i think that it's he's um and many have found pleasures in curvaceous women we've excluded for our own good when will the serum come again the cure and then the the fever goes up because Uh, okay 101 and then it goes up to 101.1 he, he wrote a kind of sort of like scattershot kind of disjointed um, um, autobiography a bunch of years ago. Oh, really? Which is fun to read. Yeah, it's it's a fun read. I mean, it's kind of, as you would imagine, a little bit all over the place. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> really? Yeah. But um, in that book, he quotes his father saying, you know, if you're, if you're feeling a little too worked up sexually, um, have a glass of water. That's he, and, he says that in the song run, and, yes. run, and run around and run around outside, and that's <laughs> obviously that's like a reference. Oh yeah, because he says uh, in interesting here, fatherly he advice. Says, uh, well, he <laughs> says yeah, he says in here he says um, many have found pleasures in curvaceous women, their undulating right. curves, upper and lower. But what I really need is a glass of cold water. The serum, <laughs> the serum gives results. One oh one. 101.1. Ah, yeah. yeah. Well, imagine being Marky Smith's father. What would that mean? <laughs> um, Come in here, son. Now, let's have a little chat. Um, what's, the, what's in that notebook you've got there you've been writing in? Right. So Stop mithering. <laughs> right. <laughs> 
<laughs> so <laughs> have some water. Have a cold glass of water. Right. All right. So now we're we're cutting out a couple of the, of the uh, extra CD tracks that maybe you know. All right, but let me. But let me just. Well, let me just. But first, yeah. I just want to say because when I you when, when I you when you guys when you guys emailed me and I requested this, I was like, oh, these guys are gonna be like, no, that's album in its pure form. Nah. But then I but then I was like, wait a minute. These guys don't want to listen to this. They got a week to listen to this record. Right. Yeah. Thank you. No, we appreciate it. Believe me, we appreciate it. Yeah. But also, but also, I just want to say, I don't, because I keep this record on my phone and I have these songs edited out, but because we were going to do this, I, you know, I listen to them again and I don't even find them. The reason I, I, they especially sound like filler on this record because Uh, it's so otherwise. Right. Yeah. Beautiful and perfect and tight. You know what I mean? No, they're not. Yes. It's not even that they're no, that. It's you like the outtakes, apologize. all the outtakes end up on the CD as well, on the original, because, well, we got to fill out 73 minutes, and there we but go. But don't worry. You don't have to apologize. No, to I think. But they, happen to, but they happen to run consecutively, right? They're the next four songs. They, they do, are. But we're yes. not going to pretend we had a fever dream, and all of a sudden right. we're at track 14. Gotcha. Devo, and uh, very, very, this very experimental sounding, but also super interesting. Again, let's listen to a little bit of devolute is that how we pronounce it let's do it suggestive but of what i know you'd right, have to right. be you'd have to be a manchester but native to get some of what's going on here, musically barry you know what no. i thought of i thought of uh, a gospel according to men in black era yeah yeah yeah, yeah 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 for sure for, mm. uh, definitely and now devo do you think he says devo nothing to do with devo but it does sound kind of devo-y too so who knows you it know? does and you know and he, he had excellent taste. I'm sure he was a Devo fan. I exactly, mean, right. Because like he said, know. they were great and he has great taste, but he wouldn't, Marky Smith's not the kind of guy that would cop to it or admit to it. Yeah. Oh, God, no. Right? Um, yeah, yeah. Devo Lutianite, uh, the stinking cast in the stinking east, three, three mile Quaker pub radius. And you go, <laughs> it's really funny, <laughs> but you go, <laughs> like, <laughs> like, Okay, in a Quaker pub radius. Like, he's, this is really stream of consciousness, but it's a funny, um, odd stream of consciousness. Yeah, it's a little bit of a call, it's a little bit of a callback to the temperance topic, too, because it's like a, it's like a dry zone that he's yeah, referring oh, to. Oh, Quaker pub which radius. Which is maybe why this sounds like, 
Yes. The most nightmarish. <laughs> yeah. um, no, it's get well, it just gets as it, it is. It's it's dark, sinister, and it gets darker and more sinister as it goes on. And uh, it's 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 like a whole, you know, it's a whole thing, man. <laughs> well, it also sounds a little bit like um, the last track on the third Velvet Underground record, um, the Murder Mystery. The, oh, with the dueling, with yes, the, um, the dueling right. vocals going oh, okay, at the same okay. time. It's just um, two competing streams of consciousness right. going at once. Right, right. And right. I think con- consciously or unconsciously, he's paying homage to that that particular Velvet Underground track. Okay, I'll buy it. Um, there. And now we get the uh, very futuristic sounding album closer, uh, which is cool. I think I, I think like you said, it is a very well sequenced. Uh, uh, record. I think and they should think put out the, great, um, the uh, Jeffrey Weaver. The Jeffrey Weaver. Yeah. Well, we'll, we'll we could do that. I actually made that on my Spotify. So we yeah, could, let's too. do it. Oh, I made yeah. the Jeffrey Weaver. Yeah, there you go. And I, I enjoyed it. There yeah. you go. So, <laughs> so let's listen to. Have a go at Sandinista. Song. Make it a good double. <laughs> make it a good single album. Das, no, that whole, <laughs> every song needs to be there. Let's listen to <laughs> Das Caterer. <laughs> If I had, you know, if I was at a club and somebody put that over the 
sound system. That you would, would dance. I would dance. <laughs> right? Yeah, yeah. That's a great it track. It's great. And you say this is their worst selling record. Yeah. Which is so... Well, up to that point, I mean, you know, so... Well, yeah, I'm through, I don't think... The, yeah, right. I don't think the sales have skyrocketed since, you know... Never, well, they, right. No, they, they haven't. Right. They've always had a niche audience. They've had, a, you know, a, a pretty loyal... Uh, niche audience that just love the fall like jeffrey people like jeffrey that sure, yeah, love them. Sure. but you know through the years they've come they've like like we said they they put out some songs and they had some you know minor hits whatever right yeah yeah but i don't know it, it doesn't seem like he always managed to find some label there would always be some label that would be on board record, and would course. put out the fall yeah, record sure. so what the what that what more could you that, ask for that track that music is actually straight from those earlier dance here from the early yeah, 90s right, dance right. record it, yeah definitely it's from a song it's a, it's from a song called free range on one of I uh, knew I'd heard selfish. the riff I, I was like what, what, what right. I, I know that riff <laughs> but yeah. this but it's his <laughs> it is, of course exactly <laughs> and this song has and it plays the theme of this album that undercurrent of psychic terror is yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah that's right is there um and dad will keep you warm and mam will keep you warm and in the smash stick with me stick with me i am the caterer i am the caterer is almost like this supernatural or 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 demiurgic yeah. being. Yeah. ideal chips from the left chicken and chips off the bone I offer all on the menu. Stick with me. Stick with me. I am your caterer. That's amazing. And I should just, you know, he, for some reason, for some reason, Marky Smith in consecutive, he was in a couple movies during, in the mid nineties. And in both of them, he played a caterer. Oh, oh really? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or so, he who knows? Ma- I imagine he had a very naked. particular sense of things that he was felt an affinity to, and probably no one uh, would understand it except I, him. Yeah, so, that's crazy. Yeah. Wow, that's great. Uh, that's crazy. Uh, but you know what? If you're if you're true to that, then everybody understands it. It's a it's a kind of that's a little bit of a paradox, right? Like the more you adhere, in his case anyway, to his own thing the more it has some kind of like weird logic. It like makes sense. Oh yeah, that's Marky Smith. Of course. He's created his own. Of course he is the caterer. He's created his own, (laughs) his own universe, his own meta use of his own things that has happened to him and his, and he, you know, he produces this, um, very interesting, melange of things that are right. it, are interesting to dissect. It, it is, and we're talking about it, and we're doing it, right. and uh, it's great. So thank you. You uh, know, I, I have to I have to just, just, just one last thing is I have ahead. to, a friend just this week, I heard this, and it kind of flipped me out, because John Peel, the, who was a huge, the huge right. fall fan, the yeah, DJ, he loves the fall. Huge fall fan, yeah. um, would always introduce them and refer to them as the mighty fall. And I've been thinking of, you know, I've had the, that combination of words in my head for whatever, decades. 30 plus years now. Yeah, decades. But I just, I just got it. The mighty fall. The mighty fall. <laughs> oh, <right>. Yes, they <laughs> do. Yes, okay. they do. Brilliant. <laughs> Pretty good. Pretty good. Yeah. yeah. You got it. And John Peel's <laughs> not with us anymore and either, no, right? No, he's so not. Mark I mean, he, he predated 
uh, Marky Smith by a few years. He did. But, yes. uh, that that's great though, and you just got that, so that's awesome. I didn't get it. Somebody, somebody, oh, somebody said, said and well, I, I got it, it because you just told me, so now I got it too. Triple take. That's yeah. great. Ah. The mighty. Well, th- this was the mighty fall, and that is the mighty Jeffrey Weaver. Thank you uh, so much for being a guest. Oh, uh, thank you guys. Yeah, Jeffrey, well, you're, you're, one one of our, I love you're, you're one of our most. I'm gonna just gonna throw it. You're one of our most interesting guests. You're oh, around. That's so sweet of you. Uh, listen, uh, that's nice. Let's not go crazy. <laughs> Rob, um, Rob never never allows me to compliment anyone <laughs> well, because it's not I, in his I nature. I want to make Jeffrey's head too big. It's well, not gonna I'm be. Del- too big. I'm just. I'm delighted that you guys like this record. I was a little bit worried that some of the dancier stuff that maybe Rob. Nah. No, I, I really get like into, it. I, but I, I'm I really so glad you liked it. it was yeah, no, it's very, great. It very was, enjoyable it, and very. It was a um, revelation, but we we knew. So, Jeffrey, real quickly, if you could just tell our listeners how becoming a patron of the show, how, how that's made your life better and <laughs> enriched your it's life. Changed, maybe. It's changed it entirely. Yeah. Yeah. I lost thirty five. I lost thirty five pounds. Oh, that's good. Uh, I like that. Almost <laughs> in the space of a few weeks. Right. right? Yeah. And um, <laughs> were it not for the virus, I think I'd have. Yeah. A ton of friends. Yeah. We, <laughs> so, aren't we okay. all? Yes. So that's good. What, yes, what, I was thinking about, oh, if this, hearing this song played at a, at a dance club. Yeah, but when. You'd, you'd when, be the only one there. That, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what are those? Oh, dance What's club. What's a dance club, daddy? Yeah. Um, all right. So what do we got next week, Barry? Who's our, who's our guest? We have an, another returning guest, uh, author Mark Masters is coming on. Oh, that's right. To do the um, submarine bells. By the chills. By the chills, Great New Zealand. New Zealand's. New Zealand band. <laughs> the chills. Yep. I get. I think cool. I better remind Mark. He may. You probably should. Although he's a. He's, he's around. Uh, I know where he baseball, is. Well, baseball season. Yeah, he's very. Uh, he's he's watching, a very much a big a baseball, baseball fan. Baseball so. Fan. All right, uh, Jeffrey. Thank you once again. Yeah, thank, thank you so Jeffrey. much. Don't forget, people. Thank you, guys. Um, you could go to uh, follow us on Instagram and on Twitter at at that record got me high. Uh, you could also go to Facebook, uh, That Record Got Me High, and That Facebook Group Got Me High. And Barry, if they want to become a patron, where do they go? Patreon.com forward slash T-R-G-M-H. That's it. And uh, we would really appreciate it. Are, are, Jeffrey, did you send something in for the next uh, bonus episode we're doing? Did you uh, did you send a submission, or are you not into that? I have not. Is it too late? No, nah. it's not. You can do it. You have till, you, you got you a couple days. You have till Friday. After your taxes are done. Yeah, do your important <laughs> stuff, and then, but send something in you can. Uh, so right. yeah, become a patron, and you could uh, you could do stuff like that too. Don't forget subscribe to us, uh, rate share, us, and review us, share. and share us with your friends, with your That's... like you know friends who would like an eclectic music podcast where you know where the two guys we're not that um, we're not that off putting, right? Uh, <laughs> Jeffrey likes us. Yeah. Okay. Right. <laughs> and with that, he just talked about if he had no friends. So. <laughs> <laughs> we're, we're your friends, Jeffrey. All right. So once again, that is Barry Stock. And that is Rob Elba. We are that record got me high. We'll see you guys next week. We are out. Yeah.